All right, so got to start off this episode by giving a big shout out to my mom. She was actually the person who sent me this story, or at least sent me on the path of this story. It was just a regular day, and we were having a morning conversation, and I don't think I had to work that particular day. And we were just talking about the ERS podcast, uh, the Interroll Radio Show, and whether or not I needed to change the format, or was there any, any particular stories that I was looking for, or was there a particular vibe I was going. You know, we were just really diving deep into the aesthetics of that particular pro- of this particular project. And as we came to a close, she mentioned, she's like, hey, you know, Bobby, did you get a chance to hear, or did you get a chance to see that article about National Geographic? And I'm just thinking, I'm like, wow, the last time I heard anything about National Geographic or even cracked a book of theirs, I had to have been in like middle school because my grandma had this very large library of their large format map books or just any particular country. It was just always a large library or a large influx of those books coming in and out of the house. So her question led to a bit of research, and that's what took us all the way to right now. And this is just another episode of the NRL Radio Show. So on March 14th, National Geographic released an article in the excitement for their April issue in which they decided to do something very adventurous, and that was to tackle the topic of race. Um, it's a very sensitive topic that I really, you know, I think a lot of people you know, like to dance around because it's very hard to have an objective view about your own identity. Um, but when it comes down to it, the latest editor of the National Geographic, her name is Susan Goldberg, she's actually the first Jewish woman to hold that position. She claims to fully understand the magazine's distasteful past and wants to examine their history before addressing anything or anyone else. <laughs> I'm very proud. I'm extremely proud. But regardless, she even took the time to hire a preeminent historian to evaluate the magazine's coverage and found that most of us found what most of us already knew. For example, they explored the 1930 crowning of Haile Selassie and acknowledged that if the same event had taken place in the U.S., it would have ended differently in a segregated Washington, D.C. But luckily, it was Ethiopia. The influence of racial identity shapes so much about our society and with National Geographic providing millions of families with their very first chance to look at the outside world, that influence has, has really ran deep. During the research of this topic, apparently it was discovered that until the 1970s, National Ge- Geographic practically ignored black people within the states and tended to glorify the exotic nature of the savage cliché. As I read the article for myself, it was just very interesting to think back over my past and those moments that I went through that library and saw the specific ones that were, you know, that were tending to the African culture or the African people. And it was just like, you know, it. I've always felt a disconnect as an African-American. I've always felt a disconnect with those people. But it's so very interesting to see National Geographic come out and take accountability for something as heavy as the way I feel about myself because of their influence. It, I feel like it takes a big person or it takes a big company, it takes a mature company to be able to take accountability of something like that and to fully understand that even though this is a topic that, that is not directly about you, it's just like before we even try to point any fingers at anybody else, we have to take the time to actually look at ourselves and do a self-evaluation and actually see if we're in the, the morally justified position to even talk. I remember actually earlier today, my mom actually sent me a video about a, an indigenous, um, I believe she was an, an 
indigenous Australian woman who actually really got upset with a, a panel of individuals who decided that it was their right to speak on her people's, you know, what they needed, what they what they felt, how they felt. It was like, you don't have that right to do that, especially if you're not willing to take accountability for the fact that you've, at one point or another, thought that you could speak for someone else without having lived there, without having to live that experience, any of that stuff. It becomes very important that companies who understand, people that understand they are not directly related to the situation that if they decide to speak on something that they have to be willing to evaluate themselves first and I think that that's something we should all be considering on our own personal levels so for today note to Bobby be willing to smell your own ass don't pretend like your shit doesn't stink you have to be prepared to evaluate yourself because if you don't they will stay in a row just wanted to reintroduce you all to the ENA Rewind series here on the NRL Radio Show, where I'll be going through the first 54 episodes of the podcast just to gift it to my listeners on platforms like Spotify, Google, and wherever else you guys listen. So stay tuned for new content as I work to keep these ducks in line. Stay in a row.